Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1. My name is Reese, and it's now time to look at the United States Grand Prix for what was quite a fun one. Very much the opposite to yesterday's sprint race. Uh, make sure that you do subscribe and all that good stuff before we get into this because tomorrow we'll have our driver ratings out. Then, of course, next weekend we're on to Mexico. But let's talk about the United States Grand Prix because... This was one of those races that comes along every now and again where it's all about the strategy and for a lot of the race we just have people kind of biding their time, biding their time, biding their time and at the end they pounce and you don't really know which way it's going to go. There was three people who could have won this race and you didn't really know which way it was going until very near the end. So that in my book is a fun one. But let's go back to before the start of the race because the Aston might... Aston Martin, not, I was going to say, look, the sentence I was trying to say was that Aston Martin nightmare continues. The sentence I said was the Aston night nightmare. So, uh, yeah, the Aston Martin nightmare continues because it's been an awful, awful, awful weekend for them. FP1, both cars have brake issues in uh, qualifying, both cars out in Q1. You had sprint qualifying, which was a bit better. Then you had the sprint race where Lance Stroll DNF'd. Now you have this race. Before we even start, they are both starting from the pit lane uh, with major changes to both cars. Lance Stroll was running the upgraded Aston Martin, whereas Alonso has reverted back to the car that ran at Qatar. <clears throat> oh, and they are using this... Uh, this uh, race very much as a testing session. They're going to compare the two cars. We'll see how that goes on as we go through. <coughs> Sorry, my throat. Is there something all wrong? Who knows what's going on? Anyway, they won't be lonely in the pit lane, though, to start, because Haas will be joining them, because their upgrades have gone about as well as the Aston upgrades. So they have changed a lot of stuff as well and are also starting from the pit lane. But on the grid, it is Charles Leclerc on pole with Lando Norris alongside. Everyone on the mediums, apart from Lance Stroll and Nico Hulkenberg, who are on the hards. And at the start of the race, as we see pretty much every time we start here, the person in P2 takes the lead because pole is on the wrong side of the track. So Lando Norris takes the lead on lap one. Oscar Piastri, his teammate, also has a fantastic start, gaining four places but does have some contact with Esteban Ocon which will be incredibly important to his race. Ocon is uh, after this contact is dramatically falling down the grid going from P7 to P11 in just two laps. Max Verstappen who started P6 now to P4 after passing Science on lap 5 and the Ferrari strategy my goodness you could write a book as big as the king james bible on every time ferrari have messed up a strategy and who knows what they were playing at here so they want leclerc to go on a one stop that's the idea they want to go for until about 10 laps to go at the end of the race and they decide maybe a one stop isn't worth it by then far too late to change from a one stop meanwhile <clears throat> carlos Sainz is doing a two stop just like everyone else is but unlike everyone else, he's not attacking and defending. They tell him to kind of just leave it. He just lets he will go past him. So I think both Ferraris were on a two, were a one stop at the start of the race. 
They realise that it's not going to work, but they go, oh yeah, Leclerc's good enough, he'll make it work, science will revert him to a two-stop. By the time they change their mind on science, though, everyone's passed him! So all the people he could have been defending against or attacking against, but he hasn't because he's trying to save his tyres, they're all gone. He's now on a two-stop, fighting absolutely nobody. Ferrari! Again, just messing up. I can't believe it every time. Meanwhile, Ocon is now in 20th on lap 6. Uh, Hamilton passes Leclerc for P2. Leclerc, who started on pole, by the way. We seem to have forgotten that in everything that happened here. Charles Leclerc started on pole position. And, you know, Hamilton just breezes past him because he's not defending because he has to save his bloody tyres. Esteban Ocon retires. And now it's time for Snitch Watch. And uh, I started a new segment here. It's called Snitch Watch. And it's just where people are snitching on each other. It's Sergio Perez here snitching on Russell for track limits. And now, you may remember in Qatar, we had pit stop mania due to the enforced 18-lap tyre rule. Well, <clears throat> Here in Texas, we also have pit stop mania, but without an 18 lap tyre rule, which makes it more fun. So, pit stop mania starts with Joe, who pits for the hards onto lap 10. Uh, Piastri pits, but to retire the car. His car uh, is damaged as well from the collision with Ocon. Albon pits, Bottas pits, and Magnussen pits on lap 11. We go back to Snitch Watch. It's Perez again on Russell. Max Verstappen pits, lap 17 for the mediums. Lando Norris pits, lap 18 for the hards. Uh, Sainz pits, lap 18 for the mediums. Perez pits, lap 18 for the mediums. Yuki pits, lap 18 for the hards. Gasly pits, lap 19 for the mediums. Alonso pits, lap 20 for the mediums. Hulkenberg pits, lap 20 for the mediums. Hamilton pits, lap 21 for the hards. Russell pits lap 21 for the hards. Ricardo pits lap 23 for the hards. Leclerc is the final person to pit on lap 24 for the hards to complete his one and only pit stop. At this point, Lando Norris still leading the race, but Max Verstappen slowly closing him in, and Lando makes it a little bit easier for him because he locks up, and Max is able to close uh, the gap to just over a second on lap 26, and by lap 28, Max Verstappen is past him to take the lead of the race. And it's time for Snitch Watch, because now it's Lando Norris being a snitch on Max Verstappen. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed Pit Stop Mania, because it's time for Pit Stop Mania 2. Lando Norris pits on lap 35 for the hards. Max Verstappen pits on laps 36 for the hards, with a slow stop, but still comes out ahead of Lando. Sainz pits laps 36 for the hards. Perez pits lap 38 for the hards. Hamilton pits lap 39 for the mediums. Russell pits lap 40 for the mediums. Alonso pits lap 43 for the hards. And now we get an idea of what this race is truly going to be. Ferrari are out of it because they haven't got a clue what tyres are. But we have three protagonists at the front. Max Verstappen in the lead. Then it is Lando Norris. Then it is Lewis Hamilton. Any one of these three at that point in the race could have realistically won the race. We've been talking uh, for years now. Imagine having three different teams fighting for race wins. And we got a little glimpse of it here. And my goodness, it was a fun one. Anyway, lap 47... Lewis Hamilton has closed onto the back of Lando Norris. Meanwhile, further down, Fernando Alonso, to this point, has been having a fantastic race. For a pit lane start, I think he was up to like P8, P9, doing very well. 
But now he says that he has a rear suspension failure. Uh, Aston are reporting uh, floor damage, so on lap 51 he retires the car. But on lap 49, this is when Lewis Hamilton gets onto the back of Lando Norris. And my goodness, this was an interesting one. Because down into turn one, we see... I, I don't really know what Lando was going for here. He blocks the left-hand side... But all that really means is that he has to go very deep into turn one. So Lewis just goes wide and can just swing right through. So I think Lando was trying to go for an ag aggressive defensive position. But it was never going to be really on. It would have been better just to kind of just hold down the middle and just see what could happen. And, you know, I was watching it and just... Hamilton made Lando look a bit foolish, if I'm honest there, because you could tell Lando was trying to go for something, and Lewis just read in like a book and drove through. And it really is the difference between the two. I mean, I think Lando is a great driver, but you can see the difference here between a seven-time world champion and someone looking to win their first race. I don't mean that as any disrespect to Lando, but it's just Hamilton has that better kind of race knowledge knew exactly what Lando was trying to do and knew exactly how to go through it. And uh, Lewis is up to P2 on lap 49, closing down on Max Verstappen. Meanwhile, back to bloody Ferrari, because at this point, Science is right behind and he's got good pace and there is a feeling in the Ferrari camp that maybe, just maybe, uh, Science could uh, get up to Lando and get on the podium. So they tell Leclerc to let him go through for P4. That's on lap 50. They just have let um, Leclerc to die here. I mean, really, there was nothing really he could do. They were asking him, like, with... Uh, five ten laps to go hey how about we switch to plan d now he's like what now it's just yeah and i mean science doesn't get lando but maybe if he had been a bit more aggressive at the start or he didn't think he was on a one-stop maybe he would have had the pace i mean ferrari have the pace here they got pole position we saw in uh the sprint race they did pretty well they have the pace if they could have just picked the strategy the two-stop that everyone recommended, if they just picked that and stuck to it, they could have been in the mix here. We could have seen Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris, Leclerc battling for the win here, but we didn't because Ferrari don't know what strategy is still. It's unbelievable. Uh, anyway, Alonso's retired. I've already said that. Ricardo's now on the softs. Ricardo did not have a good race here. Really is struggling. I mean, he got shown up, really, by Yuki Snowder. Uh, you know, there's. I know people. It's it's a tough one for Ricardo because obviously he's missed so many races. But people who are saying put Ricardo in the Red Bull for next year, he's nowhere near ready for the Red Bull for next year. You give him like, that extra year in AlphaTauri will do him a world of good if he is the guy to replace Perez for 2025. Uh, Alex Albon has a five second penalty for track limits, but it doesn't really matter because he had a seven second gap to Nico Hulkenberg. I believe that was the only penalty or did joe get one later on i think joe might have got one later on but yeah i was expecting more penalties from the amount of track limits we had in qualifying and in the sprint yesterday so low on penalties unless they're just all stacking them up and in two hours we'll have to make another video talking about that um perez is able to get past the cliff p5 with ease on lap 53 now this whole race max verstappen is um 
really seems to be nursing a braking issue. After the race, he would say it was more about the hard tyres than anything else, but he was massively frustrated with this braking issue, and he was taking out on GP, as he normally does. Uh, GP talking to him in the braking zones, and Max responding in the very, very angry fashion that he likes to do. And what this means is that Lewis is slowly closing in on him, um, and for the, f- I believe it's the third year in a row, we have the US Grand Prix close with Max Verstappen leading the race and Lewis Hamilton desperately trying to claw him in when Lewis has more pace. I'm sure this is the third year in a row that this race has ended like this. And it does end like this because Max Verstappen wins the race, his 50th race win. Unbelievable stuff there. Uh, joining the likes of Hamilton, Schumacher, Vettel and Prost. Uh, Verstappen being the second fastest driver to ever reach 50 wins. Only Schumacher uh, did it quicker. Uh, Does get some boos on the podium, strangely, from Sergio Perez fans. I I don't truly understand the booing. I mean, were they booing because they wanted Checo to win? But, like, you know, Checo was nowhere near. I don't understand the booing, if I'm honest. A lot of people get upset about booing on the podium. I remember, you know, Hamilton used to get booed and Vettel used to get booed and Schumacher used to get booed. You know, if you're doing well, you get booed. That's how it works. And people always get a bit upset. Like, oh, no, come on. I was like, I always find it a bit funny. Because, you know, just the idea of booing, I find it's just a funny thing to do. Because it's just adults going, boo, boo. It's just a funny thing. So... Yeah, I mean, if you're getting booed for winning, you're probably doing something right. And if you're a Sergio Perez fan booing Max Verstappen, you're doing something wrong because it's not Max's fault that Sergio uh, finished fifth. Uh, Lewis Hamilton does come home in second place, though. Great result for Lewis and the Mercedes team. Very good race from them. Lando has to settle for third, quite a bit off the back of Hamilton in the end. A lot of his pace went away. I don't really know what happened there. Uh, yes, couldn't really get the tyres to work at the end. Uh, Sainz is fourth. Perez, as I said, is fifth. Leclerc settles for sixth. Really, is once again let down massively by his team. Uh, George Russell was seventh. I don't really know what happened here. Because where did George Russell actually qualify? Because he was just nowhere for the entire race. Uh, you know, with with like the likes of Hamilton and Norris and Max up front. For Russell to be beaten by the Ferraris in the end, that's quite shocking, really. He should have been a lot better than that. And now I cannot get the website to work to show me... There you go, results. So, the grid. Where did where did he qualify? Uh, George Russell, he was fifth. So, you know, he, he started ahead of Max. He was only two places behind Hamilton. He wasn't, like, massively out of the mix. He just did not have the pace today at all. That's... Uh, I think we've got to throw a question mark around Russell this weekend. Uh, some good results, though, for Pierre Gasly, who comes home in 8th. Lance Stroll in ninth. Fantastic from Lance Stroll. Despite everything that's happened around Aston this weekend, Lance Stroll had his best weekend like since the start of the season. He drove really well in the sprint until the car failed on him. He did really well here. His first points finish since the summer break, and he started from the pit lane. Fantastic from Lance Stroll. Really good stuff. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda finishes 10th. He also pitted for the soft tyres 
and got the fastest lap on the last lap. So that's two points for Yuki this weekend. Uh, Albon was 11th with Sargent in 12th. Hulkenberg 13th, Bottas 14th, Joe in 15th, 16th from Magnussen. Ricardo is the last of the finishers in 17th place. Uh, not a great comeback drive for uh, Daniel Ricardo. Then three DNFs, uh, Alonso, uh, Piastri and Ocon. So there you go. That is the United States Grand Prix. I think that was a fun one. It's as I said at the start, it's one of those ones where, you know, it's not dramatic all the way through, but you know all the way through that they were just building to these moments at the end, these tense moments. I was nervous throughout the entire race as to what was gonna happen. And you know, you could always say, Oh yeah, well, sure Max was gonna win that. Of course he was gonna win that, but you could never I don't think you could say for a hundred percent certain throughout the race that he was gonna win that, especially with those brake issues. That was a fun one. As I said, we'll be back tomorrow for the driver ratings. Then next week, we'll be here again to do all of this all over again. Although it's not a sprint race weekend, it's just a normal race weekend for the Mexican Grand Prix. Let me know what you thought of this race in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And until tomorrow, I'll see you next time. Have a good one. Goodbye.